Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dual Threat Radio. JNR here, ready to break down your week seven in the NFL. Rigo, partner, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Back with you, folks. Rigo here, telling the truth and nothing but the truth, like always, keeping it real. No doubt, no doubt. Um, we're doing our episode tonight via cell phone my partner couldn't make it i couldn't we couldn't make each other's presence this week but it's all good we're still doing the damn thing so before we get into episode eight let's go over our week seven records i was eight and six for the week uh my overall record now is 64 42 Uh, rigo what you got man Hey, at least we got a. It's getting close to being fifty and fifty. At least for the at least for the for the week, man. We got wild card. You know what I'm saying? Eight and six. That's not too bad. We got into the playoffs. I might start tanking. Get the number one pick next season. Oh, don't do that. Well, let's get straight into it. Week seven in the NFL Thursday nighter. You had the Chiefs beat the Broncos with the score of thirty to six, and this was an overall great game for the Chiefs. But they suffered a huge, tremendous loss. Um, Patrick Mahomes was out with a knee injury. Uh, a dislocated knee, to be exact. Um, what stood out to you in this game? You know what? Uh, this game, you know, was a good win for the Chiefs. But they did lose Patrick Mahomes' dislocated knee. Uh, you know, he went back to practice today. They're thinking that they might play him this weekend. I don't think it's a great idea. Uh, I think he, he's just most likely, uh, you know, for sure going to miss this week. I think he might make his uh, return the following week against the Vikings, see how that goes. But you definitely don't want to bring Patrick Mahomes uh, back too early from his injury. He's uh, the future of this franchise. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, it was a good win for the Chiefs. Uh, because without Patrick Mahomes, I guess, uh, you know, these next 22 weeks, they could be looking at 5-4 and four here pretty soon. Yeah, and, you know, there's no need to rush, like you said. Uh, sources in the NFL indicate he should miss at least three games. He could make his return in Week 11 versus the Chargers. Uh, but, you know, they have their bye week, Week 12. So I would say wait until after the bye week. But, you know, uh, their backup, Matt Moore, he's he's been around the league for a while now, going on, I believe, 12 years now. Uh, if he can manage the game and if that defense can play how they did against Denver, I think they'll be okay. But uh, unfortunately, I don't see that defense balling out. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens to the Chiefs. All right. Sunday, Sunday's first action. You had the Rams visit the Falcons and Jalen Ramsey made his debut for the L.A. Rams. You had the Rams beat the Falcons with a score of 37 to 10. Any thoughts about this game? Man, these Falcons, every single time I pick them, they let me down. Hey, are they every tanking too I or what? Them, the one, I, think, I think I picked them like about four of the weeks. And the one week they actually won wasn't the week I chose <laughs> Now you know uh, how I you feel. You know what? Uh, Matt Ryan also, after this game, you know, did an MRI. doesn't show that he got injured. But I don't know what's wrong with the Falcons. And it's, it's crazy because the Falcons have talent. It's not like there's any talent there. I definitely think their coach is going to get fired at the end of this year because if you can't win any games with that roster, you know, it's bad. The Rams, good win for them. You know, they're, they're trying to stay on pace with the Seahawks and the 49ers, maybe trying to get a wild card spot. So, you know, good one for them. Jared is off pretty good. Um, Todd Gurley still can't get it going. I, I think they paid him too early. I think this guy's got arthritis in his knee. I don't think he's ever going to be the same. Uh, I don't think the Rams are close to being the team that they were last year. Jalen Ramsey, though, such a great addition. Uh, really sh- helped shut down Julio Jones. Yeah, uh, we'll touch more on the on these two teams uh, for their Week Eight preview. But yeah, I agree with you. No doubt, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a full house in the NFC West trying to get into the playoffs. Next game. You had the Dolphins visit the Bills. The Bills won 31-21. to 21. Uh, The Bills' defense is just looking tremendous. Uh, I'm not impressed with that offense, though. Um, anything you want to discuss about this game? You know what? 
the Dolphins doing the job. The Dolphins tanking. They're doing the job. They, you know, they're going to keep losing every week. That's one pick. That's a team that doesn't let me down any single week. That's a team <laughs> you bet against every single week, and you'll be, you're going to be right 16 weeks. This is true. Next up. Um, you... Yeah, like you oh, say, go, go Bill's great defense. Uh, the offense still bleeding. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a questionable part of that team. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I was looking at Allen's numbers, and they were not impressive at all. I believe the Dolphins actually led for a little bit during the game. So, you know, the Bills rallied yeah. up to come uh, back. The, Dolph- the Dolphins uh, led all the way to the fourth quarter. You know, fourth quarter is when the Bills came back. But, yeah, uh, the Bills' offense really needs to do a better job. Uh, their defense is really holding down games, keeping them close, you know, keeping low scoring. The offense definitely needs to do better, though. Definitely. Next up. You had the Jaguars beat the Bengals with a score of 27-17. to Minshew Mania made his return this Sunday. What did you think about this game? You know what? Leonard Fournette got it going. He really got it going because Gardner Minshew, you know, that completion percentage was right around 48%. You know, not great. But you know what? The magic of the stash keeps on winning games. You know, I know it was against the Bengals, but a win's a win. They got the record of three and four, keeping maybe a wild card, a wild card spot alive. We'll just see how the Minshew Mania continues throughout the season. Yeah, and you know these Jags are up and down. Like they, they you know, obviously they lose some games, but when they win, they win in like the twenty plus range. So uh, it'll be it'll be exciting to see if the Jags can make make a make a spot in the wild card, wouldn't it? I had them making this wild card at the start, so hopefully they don't let me down. All righty. Next up, division battle. You had the Vikings visit the Lions, and the Vikings won with a score of 42-30. to 30. Kirk Cousins was 24 of 34, 338 yards, four passing touchdowns. And how about their running back, Dalvin Cook? 25 carries, 142 yards, and two touchdowns. Any thoughts about this game? bad for the Lions. I, I, you know, I feel bad for my boy Matt Patricia. I've been betting on him week in, week out. It's just something with that team doesn't get it done at the end. They're, I feel like they're always there, but at the end, they just can't get it done. They can't figure out how to win these games. You know, Kirk Cousins is going on one of his little runs where you think <laughs> all this guy's really good, and one of the reasons he tricked the Vikings into paying him all that money but we all know that when it comes to primetime games, playoffs, Kirk Cousins is not the guy. <clears throat> this team is just honestly super loaded. You know, Delvin Cook is having himself a great season. Uh, the Vikings getting it done. Really, you know, that division is, I feel like, going to come down to the last week's also. Yeah, you know, like you said, we've seen flashes of Kirk Cousins, but... When it comes to prime time or playing playoff teams, he just does not get the job done. Next up, you had the Raiders visit the Packers, and the Packers won with a score of 42-24. to Any thoughts about this game? The Raiders, man. Every time I want to believe in them, I believe in them at the wrong time. Hey, they were hanging on. You know, they're kind of a team that the week that I don't believe in them, they surprise me. And then they make people, I see the speeches by John Gruden giving, him giving speeches in the locker room. Shit, it gets me pumped up. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? These Raiders going to win this week. Uh, you know, I picked the Packers, but I thought the Raiders were going to be competitive. I thought they were really going to give them a game. But the Raiders really up and down. They'll have a really great game, and then their game not so good. Uh, they had you know some what? turnovers. Really, the turning point of this game was, a play that Derek Carr did. He tried to reach out. Yeah, and he lost the football. The, lost the ball. Packers ran out and scored. I think that was really the turning point. I think if they had scored on that play, I think it would have been a totally different ball game. Oh, yeah, but definitely. that was really a different one. I hope Derek Carr learns from that. And, you know, these Raiders have a chance. Patrick Mahomes injured. They have a chance to make a run at this division right now. You know what? I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yes. 
Because, I mean, Chargers Chargers and Denver, they're just looking like trash, to be honest. They're not looking good at all. Yeah, so, I mean, Raiders really need to win these next games. They really need to take, if, you know, Patrick Mahomes going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, they really need to take their chance right now to make up some ground. Next game, you had the Texans visit the Colts, and I was a little surprised by this game. The Colts won with a score of 30-23. to 23. Jacoby Brissett, man, he was 26 of 39, 326 yards and four passing touchdowns. What stood out to you in this game? I think this was a game, you know, I, I honestly did pick the Texans just because they're, you know, they're playing pretty good. But this, I feel like this was a team uh, game made for the Texans to win, you know. It was in Indy. They were off a bye. You know, this, this is kind of where a team really has a big advantage. I think the you know Colts took full advantage of their bye being at home, and you know it was a game that the Texans really had to win this division between the Colts and the Texans. I think it's going to be a tight race till the end. Uh, it's going to be I a good battle. Eventually, the Texans will pull away, but I think this is really a, a good game plan for the Colts. They took advantage of coming off their bye and being at home, and you know they held it down and won. Yeah, it's going to be a good battle for that division. I'm excited to see who wins. But no, and like you said, you know the the Colts were off a bye week. They got some rest. They showed up and played. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Next up, the Cardinals beat the Giants. Um, the Cardinals won with a score of twenty seven to twenty one. Kyler Murray outplayed Danny Pennies. Not looking like Danny Dimes at all. Anything you want to touch on on this game? Murray outplayed Danny Dimes. Okay. Uh, if you look at it let back, me rephrase. I mean, let me rephrase. 14 of 21. Let me rephrase, yes. Yards, no touchdowns. The Cardinals. I don't know about that. Outplaying the Cardinals. Danny <laughs> the Cardinals played better than the Giants. My bad. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, Kyler uh, Murray's numbers. Great thing to see about the, uh, the Giants. Saquon Barkley's back. They got some players back. I think, you know, they're going to get better with all their additions coming back. Uh, Danny Danny Dimes gonna be getting better, but they just, the Giants let me down this week. Uh, I really thought this oh was same here they were gonna win easily. Yeah, if you were to ask me week one that, or if you were to tell me that the Cardinals would have three victories by now, I'd laugh at you because I, I didn't see this coming at all, honestly. I honestly put the win total at about four wins for the whole season. Uh, I think they're gonna surpass my expectations. Yeah, you know, like, they seem to be playing very well as a team right now. And Kyler Murray's numbers are not great. But, hey, he's doing what needs to be done in order to lead his team to victory. So, big ups to him. Next up, you had the Mud Bowl in D.C. You had the 49ers visit the Redskins with a low-scoring ball game. The score was 9-0. The 49ers advanced to 6-0 for the first time since 1990. Um, did you catch this game? <laughs> uh, I watched a little bit of the splits, uh, splashing around on the field. It looked pretty fun. Wish I would have been able to be sliding and splashing on that field too. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, this, this was you know the the weather. This was just uh, um, you know, I wouldn't say bad game, but you can't really expect this to be uh prime, you know, football condition. You know, games like this. Uh, you know, it's hard to really throw the ball, make big plays. It's even hard to really find your footing to try to run routes. You know, so this was a hard part bottle, you know, all field goals. But, I mean, some, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to win and move on next week. Yeah, and, you know, I got to be honest with you, throughout this game, I was nervous as hell because, like, you know, it was anybody's ball game, really, and – uh Adrian Peterson, and like, again, you touched on the weather, but Adrian Peterson just kept running all over that defense, honestly. He must have had a good, I want to say, 10 first downs on the run because Washington was just committing to the run. Like, Case Keenum didn't really even throw a pass until maybe the second quarter, so I'm a little concerned. Honestly, games like this, you got to commit to the run. You're not going to win throwing the ball. Games like this is a game that... You just have to commit to the run. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and but I mean, the Niners, the Niners, 
committed to the run. You know, I knew Jimmy G threw a couple more passes, but they were really committed to the run, too. Coleman had 20 rushes. Brady had 28 rushes. Wilson, five. Jimmy G, four. Uh, Kittle, two. They, I mean, they try to commit to the run, too, because games like this, that's what you got to do. You're not going to be able to really throw the ball downfield, you know. Yeah. Not conditions for that. You can't, you can't afford any turnovers. But uh, it, it was a fun game to watch, nonetheless. Moving on, you had the Chargers at the Titans, and the Titans won with the score of 23-20. to 20. And it seems like the Titans needed that switch at quarterback. They had a little bit of a spark this past weekend, and they were able to put the dagger in the Chargers. Any thoughts about this game? Uh, you know... I, I picked the Titans to win. I would have picked them even with Mariota. The Chargers, you really look at the Chargers, and they have players. There's players there. Well, yeah. They were a playoff team last year. I predicted, I predicted the demise of the Chargers. But, you know, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I, I thought they were at least going to be, you know, maybe closer to 4-3, and three, maybe 3-4. Three and four. Yeah, probably like 3-4 and four right now. They've lost some games that I just don't know how they lost them. You know, the Titans, they're the Titans. I think they definitely need to look for a new quarterback next year because they don't necessarily have a bad team. They could win a couple more games. I think they definitely need to look for a new quarterback because after one game, you can't just start thinking why Tannehill is going to be the solution. No, I agree with you. And, you know, he, he might play out the rest of the season, but you never know. Next up. You had the Saints visit the Bears, and the Saints are on a roll, man. They won with a score of 36-25, to and the Saints are now 5-0 and under Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, could there be some uh, quarterback controversy uh, once Drew Brees is ready to go? Stop that. You need to stop all that foolishness. I mean, but they're doing ain't what they no, need to do to win. no quarterback controversy in New Orleans. You know how much those people love... Um, Dang, look, he's been out so long, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> you know how much people love Drew Brees? They love him. The Saints organization loves him. That guy, there is no quarterback controversy. There is no doubt in anybody's mind that as soon as he's ready to go, he's coming back starting quarterback. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has been playing good. Not going to lie. But we got to admit, this team is also very stacked, and they're all around good. But obviously, I think, you know, with Drew Brees, it does elevate him. You know, he's got the experience in the playoffs. Uh, but I'm really surprised, though. I did not think they were going to go on this undefeated run. I really thought the Bears were going to be able to hold them down with their defense. And let's be honest, this game was way, um, way more of a blowout than it shows. I mean, the Bears really scored a... Uh, 20, uh, 15 points in the fourth quarter of trash points. They, this game was a blowout. The Bears had no chance. Uh, but I'm really surprised. And you know what? I don't know if next year we'll see Bridgewater in the Saints uniform. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, this league tends to move on real quick from players. Uh, I'm not saying Teddy's the replacement for Breeze, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, anything could happen, really. Next up. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Next up, you had the Ravens at the Seahawks. And, ooh, the Ravens came through for me this week. The Ravens beat the Seahawks with a score of 30-16. to 16, And Lamar Jackson had 160 yards rushing on the night. Uh, but his passing numbers were not real impressive. He went 9-for-20, uh, I believe. Not sure what the yardage was, but what would you think of this game? You know what? You're spot on. His rushing, this guy's revolutionizing quarterback rushing. But his arm, you know, he started off really good. But his arm hasn't, his passing game hasn't been that great these past weeks. And one of the things with the Ravens is I just don't know if that works yet. I don't know if that works in the playoffs against really good defenses. Uh, because you just don't know. Like, it's always been, you know, playoffs. Eventually, you need to make the right. You need to make those throws. You're gonna be asked to make those throws, and you have to make them. So, from what I'm seeing from his game, is you know, I know it can win you games during the regular season. I just don't know 
if he can win, if they can win games in the playoffs, I think come playoff time, he's gonna be able to have to make more throws because his completion percentage is really bad right now. I get it. If you look at stats, he's probably really top ranking quarterback. But when you just look at these past games, uh, you know, and they played some better teams, his passing percentage, you know, his passing stats aren't really good. And I think they need to get better if they really want to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you because he they got to host New England in a few weeks, and that's going to be probably the biggest game of his career so far. So he definitely needs to. I think to... that's going to be a great test to see, you know, how he performs against great defense, whether he throws the ball more. Uh, we'll just see what happens. But I got I to gotta be honest here. The way Belichick is coaching that defense, I would be very afraid of that defense if I were Lamar Jackson. But, hey, it's a competitive sport, and uh, hopefully he can uh, put the dagger in that defense. Next up was a Sunday nighter. You had the Eagles at the Cowboys. The Cowboys won with the score of 37-10. Dak Prescott looking like his former self this earlier from the season. He was 21-27. of 27. 239 yards, one touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott, 111 yards on the day. And Amari Cooper, five catches, 106 yards. The Cowboys, man, they came to play. They 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 showed their potential and what they're able to do. What do you think of this game? <clears throat> you know what? I said it last week. This was the game that Zeke was going to get it rolling. He was going to start eating. The celebration he does. I, I figured, you know... Zeke always a late starter. You know, people always, I feel like people always forget that Zeke's a late starter in season. He usually gets going right about week four. This week, he, uh, this year, he did take a little longer. I think, you know, not being in training camp did affect him maybe a little bit. But I think he's, he got it going this game, and I think he's ready to go for the rest of the season. You know, like I said, the Cowboys, that defense finally played what you expect of that defense. You know, from seeing the roster and everything, they finally played how you expected them to play from the start of the season up until now. They finally showed up. They played great. The offense was really rolling. And if the Cowboys can keep playing like this, I I don't I I see them making a deep run in the playoffs. Oh, Dougie P let his team down, uh, guaranteeing victory and then trying to take it back. I think I think that might have uh, had something to do with their performance this Sunday. Another thing is I just feel like the Eagles. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're complacent. I think after that Super Bowl, I think they got complacent. I always said this, and I told you this a lot of times. There's going to be drama and problems over the fact that they got rid of Nick Foles and they kept Carson Wentz. I always knew this was going to be an issue, and it's becoming an issue because I really feel that a lot of these players do not like Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't think they like having them really in the locker room. I think they think that the Eagles made the wrong decision. And I think that does, you know, some somewhat transpire onto the football onto the football field. I think, you know, his uh, the football team is doesn't put in as much work because they don't like him. I think, you know, that does play a part into the Eagles not being successful. And I think Nick Foles. I mean, look at Nick Foles now. He's uh he's on the injured 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 reserve. He so, wouldn't I mean, have got an injured in Philly, man. Yeah, he would have. Nick Foles was a legend in Philly. Foles has been injury prone majority of his career. So I have Carson Wentz. We kept him. <laughs> I think paid him big money. I think you could have paid Nick Foles twenty million a year. <laughs> he's old though. You they're always gonna want to go younger. Oh, just Tom Brady. There's only one Tom Brady, man. Man, eventually these quarterbacks, by the time they retire, they're going to be ready to start collecting their, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, the retirement, retirement fund? <laughs> yeah, man, I start retiring like at 65. Wildin'. Um, No, but back to what you're saying, I mean, if that's truly the case, that's sad because it stems from the top, you know? It stems from the head coach. And it stems from the quarterback. Naturally, the quarterback is usually the leader of the football team. And uh, if Carson Wentz isn't the leader and if his teammates don't respect him, then there's going to be room for dysfunction. 
But you know what? Carson I, Wentz has never been a good leader. How do you know that? Because he never has. Because that's what everybody knows since he got picked by the Eagles. There's look. There's players that are leaders and there's players that aren't. Oh, you like Big Ben? You can see it right away. Dak Prescott, that's a leader. Carson Wentz, he's not a leader. We'll see. I got faith. No I got faith in the Eagles still. Shit. <laughs> yeah, too much faith. <laughs> and then last game for week seven. You had the Patriots visit the Jets. Do I even have to say this? The Patriots won with the score of thirty three and they completely shut out that New York Jets team. How about that Patriots defense? I bet you're pretty stoked. Four interceptions on the night and one forced fumble. That defense, Bill Belichick and his players, had Sam Darnold seen ghosts. Did you watch this game? You know I watch this game. Hey, sometimes you're busy. A couple of brews watching this game. Sometimes you're busy. I had to ask. Took a shot every time they scored a touchdown. What's there to celebrate? You know they're going to win. It's another practice game for them. Hey, let me tell you this, George. It's hard winning games in the NFL. But it's the Jets. They for sure win. Any game could be lost. Every win needs to be celebrated. Oh, so you, you you were you thought that the Jets might have won or what? No. <laughs> but look, I don't think I never think the Patriots are gonna lose. But I know that it, that you know they could be fluke losses. Look at them last year, man, losing against the Dolphins. I think they want to lose that. Last they game of the had season. Gronk over here playing safety. Oh, I remember that game. What was it? The Miami Miracle? <laughs> yep. So, you know what? There, there's always a chance of losing that. No matter how crappy the team you're playing is, yep. there's always a chance to win. Yep. Losing. So, you should appreciate every win, remember, no matter who you play against. Remember these words, audience, because uh, I, I don't want Rigo going back on this uh, down the road. By what? How on any given Sunday, any team can win. Well, yeah. But I'm saying, like, you're not going to expect it. People don't expect big old upsets to happen. But, I mean, events, sometimes it happens. All that matters is that you win the three games in the postseason. And that's the place to win. Hey, um, my Niners and your Patriots still undefeated. That's that's a hell of a storyline right now. Your Niners finally get whooped in the Super Bowl if they make it there. Nah, Jimmy G's revenge. Book it. Man. Jimmy G's revenge. Jimmy G's revenge. That's all I gotta say, partner. Man, you know, Jim, Jimmy G got weak knees because he's been messing around with these women out here. Porn star Jimmy. Well, that's bad on the knees, man. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for our week seven recap. Stay tuned for our week eight picks. Dual Threat Radio. Dual Threat Radio. back we're gonna jump into our week eight picks let's start with the thursday nighter you got the redskins visiting the vikings i got the vikings winning this game uh 27 to 10 who do you have this is gonna be a blowout the vikings are gonna smash on the redskins let's be honest the redskins they don't got nothing for going for them the vikings you know what this is the type of game that Kirk cousin signs in it's not you know pressure game no prime time no nothing Going against an easy team, this is, these are the games he shines in. He's going to keep on his little run. I think the Vikings are really going to run it up on the Redskins. Oh, hey, uh, Kirk Cousins, he's playing his former team as well as Adrian Peterson. That's a nice little headline right there for this one at least. It's going to be a boring game, though, regardless. All right. Nothing? Okay. Next game, you, oh. got, you got the Seahawks visiting the Falcons. I got the Seahawks winning this game with a score of 34-17. to 17. Yeah, you know what? I also picked the Seahawks. Um, 
I, I think they're going to bounce back. Because honestly, against the Ravens, Russell Wilson had, uh, you know, one of the worst games he's had in a long time. Oh, yeah. His completion percentage was under 50%. He threw his first pick of the season. I think this is a big bounce back week for him. I think he's going to have a great game against the Falcons. And I think, uh, you know, he's going to really get a rip, continue his MVP season. So, I think, I think he, the Seahawks are going to really run away with this one. No doubt. Next up, you got the Eagles visiting the Bills. And you know what? Despite all the bull jive going on in Philly right now, I got the Eagles winning this game with the score of, let's see, 24 to 17. You know what, man? All right, what I was going to say. I actually, you know, surprising after I just talked smack about the Eagles, I actually had the Eagles winning this one too. The <laughs> reason that I have the Eagles winning this game really – I just feel like the Bills uh, aren't a great scoring team. They're I don't not. really think they can really run up the score. And I think the Eagles are a team that, uh, you know, they can keep up with an offense. They can kind of go toe-to-toe. Uh, you know, I know that they just – the Cowboys held them to 10 points. But honestly, the Cowboys, if their defense really played up to what they're supposed to be played, there's no doubt in my mind they'd probably be the second-best defense in the NFL. They just weren't, I think, you know, their showing last week, uh, this weekend was really just, you know, their best showing of all season. So I think that's why they held the, held the Eagles down. I don't think the Bills are going to be as good as the, as the Cowboys were this weekend. And the Bills, I don't really think they can run up the score. I think the Eagles be right there. So I, I think at the end, I think the Eagles, you know, this is going to be a close one, but I think the Eagles will take this one. Yeah, no doubt. All right, next game, you got the Chargers visiting the Bears. Uh, this one is a, it's a doozy for me. I got to be real with you, but you know what? I got the Bears just because they're at home. You know what? That's the same thing, man. These Bears, uh, I really thought they were going to play better. They're not playing great. I just have the Bears because honestly, the Chargers playing trash. They can't get it going. I don't think they're going to get it going against this great defense. I think this will be a really low-scoring game, but I think the Bears will, you know, manage to win it in the end. Then you got the Giants visiting the Lions. I know I've picked the Lions about three weeks in a row and they've let me down, but I think this is the week that they finally get a win. I got the Lions beating the Giants with a score of, let's say, 27-24. Man, it really seems like this week we're in sync, man. All these critics looking the same. I was actually thinking the same thing. You know, I've picked the Lions, you know, quite a bit of weeks already. They let me down every week, and every week I say that itching for a win, and they don't get it, and the itch is becoming a rash. <laughs> uh, and part of me honestly wants to pick the Giants. Like I just feel like the Giants, you know, now that they really got their weapons back, I feel like they can get something going. But I feel like the Lions' defense uh, can keep it, can keep them down. The Lions do are able to score a lot of points. So I am going to have to take the line in this one. You know, they're at home. I think Matt Patricia is going to be able to hold that Giants team to low points. And I think the Lions will be able to win this one. Next up, you got the Raiders visiting the Texans. It's hard for me to pick the Raiders on this one. So I'm going with the Texans. I think the Texans are going to win with a score of 28 to 21. And you know what? Our picks keep correlating. You know what's the one thing about the Raiders? The Raiders are a team, really, that I feel that out of nowhere in a week they could surprise and they'll play good. You know, you have to be like John Gruden's got the team playing right and they're believing in him. But, you know, I think the Texans are, you know, I think they just face, happen to face a really good Colts team that was off the bye. But I think they're going to get it done this week. And they can't afford to lose games either because they're in a race with the Colts for that division, so they can't afford to be losing games. I think this is a must-win game. And I think they're going to take it at home. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Raiders, you know, th- th- this sport, it-, it has a lot to do with momentum. And like you touched on earlier, if Derek Carr hadn't have fumbled the ball, I think it would have been a different outcome or at least a closer game. But, you know, I'm a little concerned with the Raiders, and that's only because they traded their uh, starter to the Texans. How ironic is that? Their starting corner. So, you know, uh, I just think the Texans are going to be a little too much for the Raiders. All right. Next up, 
You got the Sam Darnold-led Jets visiting the Gardner Minshew Jaguars. Minshew Mania is going to run wild this weekend, I think. I think the Jaguars are going to win this game with the score of 24-17. to 17. You know what? I think this is going to be a competitive game because I think the Jets, the Jets are just embarrassed. I think they're going to be looking to bounce back in a big way this week. I think they're definitely going to be motivated to, you know, really come and leave that game behind. But at the end of the day, Minshew Mania, I'm Jags. I think they're going to get it done, you know, in Jacksonville. Uh, I think I think Gardner Minshew is also looking to have a really good game this week. So, you know what, I'm going to take Jags. Next up, you got a showdown in London at Wembley Stadium. You got the Bengals versus the Rams, the 0-7 Bengals. Looks like they're tanking too, man. But, you know, it's across the seas. Watch the Bengals get an upset win. But you know what? I don't see that happening. I got the Rams winning the score. I got the Rams winning this game with a score of 21-3. Bengals are just a horrible team this year. You know what happened to the Bengals? This will happen to the Bengals. They stuck with a guy like Andy Dalton for way too long. This is what I would say. There's a lot of teams that just have an okay quarterback. But they decide that that okay quarterback is going to be their franchise quarterback. And then they're stuck with a guy that, with, like Andy Dalton that can't really win games. He's never really going to push you, you know, to motivate your team. Uh, I got the Rams winning this one. You know, the Rams right now are in. They got to win every single game. There's a lot of pressure on them because that division is looking, you know, tough to win. Uh, so I I don't think the Bengals will get an upset. I think the Rams are gonna you know get a win in this one. Yep. Next up, you got the Cardinals visiting the Saints. I got the Saints winning at home with the score of twenty eight to seventeen. You know what? This is Teddy Bridgewater's last game. You don't think he's gonna lose the game as a starter? You know I've picked against the Saints like for the last three weeks so might as well pick them this week <laughs> this is Teddy Bridgewater's farewell game I just don't think the Cardinals are that good and I think it's their farewell game it's Teddy Bridgewater's farewell game from the Saints I don't think he's going to be back there next season I think this is his last game as a Saint I really just I kind of want to pick the Cardinals just because I'm like damn Again. They're, on the They're, They're on the streak. They're on the streak. But you know what? If it would have been maybe a better team, I would have picked them. But uh, not the Cardinals. I think the Saints are going to get this one done and, you know, go into their bye and then out of the bye, Drew Brees comes back. If, uh, if Mariota was starting this game, this would be the battle of the bus quarterbacks. You got the Buccaneers visiting the Titans. Ah, man, who to pick? Wait, Who'd've... wait, wait. Well, check it out. Uh, Jameis and uh, Mariota were both drafted the same year in the same uh, in the same round, so that's that's what I'm referring to. But okay, sure, Tannehill. Like, there's a bus playing for the Titans. <laughs> you know what? Let me flip a coin real quick for this one. Um, I got the Bucks you when. Know what, while you flip your coin, I'm gonna pick the Titans. Just because I think the Bucks, you know, the Bucks ain't good. Let, let's be honest. And you know what? I think this is a toss-up game. You know, flipping a coin wasn't a bad idea, but I'm gonna pick the Titans at home. I'm really just gonna pick them because they're at home. I think I I got the Buccaneers on this one. Uh, I mean, they went to L.A. and put up 55. So this team is gonna put up numbers. They're just not gonna win many football games. But I got the Buccaneers winning this one. Next up, you got my undefeated Niners hosting the Carolina Panthers. Four and two versus six and zero, oh, and I know I said it before. I know I said it before, but I think this time for real, this is the biggest test for the Niners this season. A lot of a lot of people, a lot of analysts are sleeping on this team, and uh, if they can beat the Panthers this weekend, it's going to be a statement. So obviously, you know my pick. Who do you got? You really thought this was a statement game? I believe so. Uh, what you thought, you don't? I no, I did say that, but that ended up being a blowout. So I mean, eh. I mean, they proved they could blow out a, a team right there. 
True, but uh, what's up? Well, you know what? I told you before I picked, I had a dude coming. I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. Damn. You know what? I'm going to take my ball run CMC. I, I believe in him. I would bet on, I would bet, but. That, I, that I've seen. I would bet you the on this one. Is really good. But I honestly, regardless of how good a defense, I think um, the Panthers offense can put up points against the team. And the Panthers have a good defense. And one thing I've really seen from the Niners is their offense, uh, you know, hasn't really got it going. I know they've won games, but their offense hasn't got it going. They kind of just shut down sometimes during whole quarters. Uh, like that Rams game, they really just kind of shut down in the second half. I think the Panthers are a team that can keep pace with them, keep it close to the end. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think in the end, the Panthers are going to get it done. I just think Kyle Allen's going to get hit right and left, and he's he's going to be nervous. He's, he's going to be shook. And uh, as long as that defensive line, those linebackers can stop McCaffrey, I think they'll be all right. Next up. You know What's up? We'll see what happens. I would bet you, but we each owe each other a bet, so we'll we'll wait till those bets uh get uh you gotta give me the point. Get redeemed. <laughs> Vegas giving Vegas giving the Panthers six points. Oh man, a lot of people are gonna lose money. Next you gotta, up you give me six points, I'll bet you. Next up you got the Broncos visiting the Colts. I got the Colts at home. Yeah, you know what? Broncos team just isn't good this year. They're really not. Um, I expected a little bit more from them. You know, the Broncos really, at this point, they traded away Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, there's talks that they could potentially trade Von Miller too. Uh, I think they're they're honestly going to go into full rebuild mode. And you know, when teams do that, they don't win a lot of games. Uh, I don't think they're going to win this game. I have the Colts at home. Next up. A showdown in Gillette Stadium. You got the two and four Browns visiting the seven and zero Patriots. Hey man, do, do I dare pick the Browns? Pick them. Let your Niners having their first loss. Let Let's hear your pick first. Man, do you even have to ask? Look, I told you when this show started, there's gonna be seventeen weeks. 16 weeks the Patriots are going to play and 16 weeks I'm going to the Patriots. All right. Just making sure, man. You know what, though? When when the season, before the season started, I was really looking forward to this game. I thought it was going to be, you know, a really great game. At this point, I just don't know. I know that at the start of the season, the Browns were up and down. Right now, it just looks like they're trending down. Like, those things should be getting worse somehow. Their team chemistry, they can't get it going. This team has a great team. They just can't put it together. I think Freddie Kitchens is starting to get more frustrated, and I think he's getting worse and worse at his play calling. He can't. I don't I don't see how he can't figure out the fact that they need to run the ball more. Um, maybe when Kareem Hunt comes in, they'll start running the ball more and be better. But right now, I really think this is going to be another blowout by the Patriots. You know what? Fuck it. I got the Browns winning this game, and here's why. If Freddie Kitchens... Nonsense. <laughs> hey, what did you just say earlier? Any team could lose any day, right? Did you not say that? But, I mean, there's no backing for the Browns to win. You're about to say nonsense right now. No, I'm not, and here's why. The Browns are coming okay. off a bye week, right? Look at... Okay. Look at uh, Baker Mayfield's rookie season. How was he able to win some of those games? How was he able to come back from behind? Because he was an underdog. He had to prove himself. And I think the mistake that the Browns did is that they bought into their own hype. They came into the season with playoff aspirations. And obviously that hasn't been the case. So you know what? I think the bye week really benefited them. I think Freddie Kitchens might call his best game of the season. And I'm not saying they're going to score a lot of points. But I think they're going to win this football game. And this wouldn't be the first time that the Patriots lose to the Browns. Just saying. You know what? That, like I said, a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I thought Freddie Kitchens about... You, you really thought Freddie Kitchens about to call the best game he's ever called against 
Bill Belichick and this defense. He's going to have to if he's going to win the football game. Watch my boy, uh, Stephon Gilmore, come up with an interception or two. We'll see. I'm looking forward to this game, though. I might try to watch it. You're going to see a Patriots blowout. Hey, I'll take the L. Fuck it. I'm, you know, the season's full of surprises, so I'm going with that one. Next up, you got the Packers versus the Chiefs. Like we touched on earlier, the Chiefs are without my homeboy. I got Aaron Rodgers torching that defense. I think they'll win with a score of 38-14. to 14. Yeah, you know what? I would think I would have thought this would have been close game if Mahomes would have been in. If Mahomes would have been playing, uh, you know, I think this game would have been more 50-50. But this team, this team is really relying on Patrick Mahomes. Their defense is bad, so I really think this is a team that without Patrick Mahomes really uh, goes down a few notches. You know, just becomes basically an average team in the NFL. The Packers are playing good. I think the Packers are going to go and win this one and. You know what? I think this could potentially get ugly if if Rodgers is playing at all cylinders. I think this could get ugly for the Chiefs. And then Monday night, you got a boring game. You got the 0-6 Dolphins versus the 2-4 and Steelers. I got the Steelers at home. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's just like I said, this is a boring-ass game. I think the Steelers, well, you know what? The Steelers are going to win it because the Dolphins are tanking and they don't let me down week in, week out. <laughs> There's two teams that I trust in the NFL to, you know, get my picks right. The Patriots winning and the Dolphins losing. That's what I count on. Yep. Yep. That's my 2-0 and every single week that I mark off the start. If you're a gambling man, then definitely go with those two picks for sure. And then uh, teams on bye week. You got the Cowboys, who just came off a great divisional battle against the Eagles. They're now 4-3. and three, And uh, when they return, they will play the Giants. I think they should have that game in the bag. Um, I'm only concerned that they're... Ha- that I'm concerned because they just had you know a huge momentum game, right? Against the Eagles. And now they have to take a week off. So, you know, you might lose that momentum, but I... I don't really see them losing to the Giants. And then the next team on a bye week. I, I actually think this will be a really good buy for them because despite Amari Cooper having a good game, he is a big bit up. There's a couple players that are, you know, not at 100%. So I think this bye week is really going to help them. You know, these some of these players get at 100% and they know how they can play. So I think this is actually going to be a good bye week for them. No doubt. And the following team that's on a bye week, the Baltimore Ravens. They are now five and two, and guess who they play when they come back? Your Patriots. They gonna catch an ass whooping when they come back. They gonna beat the Patriots at home. You need to stop telling yourself them them lies. They will beat the Patriots at home. Lamar Jackson gonna run all over that defense. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. The Ravens' way of playing is actually a very good counter to the Patriots' defense just because of the fact that, honestly, I don't really think throwing is going to be very successful against the Patriots' defense. I think in order for – if the Ravens had a shot for this game, I think Lamar Jackson would have to carry the ball like 25 times and really have a great rushing game. I think that's the only way the Ravens would even be able to beat the Patriots, and that's an if. But I think that's the only way they would be able to get it done. And I don't know about running your quarterback 25 times. I think he'll run for less and run for more yards. Uh, If you're not aware, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Ravens is the same OC that was with the Niners when, uh, when, uh, when they went to the Super Bowl, when Cap was running wild. So that could be why we're seeing the numbers that we're seeing from Lamar Jackson. So, you know, and and Kaepernick did play the Patriots that year and beat them at home. So I don't know, man. I got. I can real... tell you one thing, though. The Patriots are definitely going to fill the box, protect themselves against the run. Oh, yeah, they're no gonna doubt. Play a lot of, they're going to play a they're lot gonna of them throw. Man. They're going to make them really throw the football. Gonna focus, they're going to make them throw. Yep. And honestly, throwing against 
the Patriots defense has not resulted good for any quarterback. I would not throw on Stephon Gilmore's side. He is making his case for defensive player of the year. I got, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Well, that does it for our week eight picks. And let's stay tuned for our last segment of the evening, our topic segment. Welcome back. It's time for our topic segment and our first topic of the night. Rigo, do you think the Bears should move on from Mitch Trubisky? Um, do I think the sun should rise in the morning? Yes, I do. And yes, I think the Bears need to move on from Mitch Trubisky. Let's be honest. The Bears are a good quarterback away from being, you know, potentially a a really great team that can make deep runs in the playoffs. But this defense is all time. You know that this defense is going to keep teams all scoring. This defense is going to keep you winning games. They just need to be able to, you know, make make plays and get some points up on the scoreboard. Mr. Risky, honestly, he's shown you what he is, you know. And and it's so crazy to think that the uh, the Bears moved up in the draft to get him. And they left, and they left on the board Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Just imagine Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes uh, playing offense along with his Bears defense. Imagine That's a Super Bowl contender right there. Yeah. If so, one thing that I don't know is if the Bears. You know, a lot of the times when a team drafts a quarterback and they move up to get him and they draft him that high. They really fall in love with him, and they really just give him more of a leash than they gave other players. But I think if the Bears are smart, they have to move off for him. They have to go for another quarterback, you know, for next season. They just have to do it if they really want to be contenders. And one of the reasons that I'm saying I think this uh, against the Cardinals will be Teddy Bridgewater's last game for the Saints, if I was the Bears, I'd make a move for Teddy Bridgewater. What about Cam Newton or Ryan Tannehill or Jameis Winston, Mariota? It's not looking good, honestly. I would say your safest bet, I think you're right, probably Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, like I said, there's also a lot of good quarterbacks, you know, potentially good quarterbacks coming from this draft. You know, obviously the quarterback, you know, you got to hit a miss. But if I was the, the Bears, you know, maybe I also, you know, try my look at, you know, if they get Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think he's going to break the market. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback that's going to, you know, really demand top dollar. I think he's maybe going to be more around a $25 million a year quarterback. So, um, I think they would. They should also draft a quarterback just in case. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think they need to move on from Mr. Risky. Next topic are the Bills and Vikings as good as a record indicates? You know what? Let, let us dissect one thing first. Let's dissect the Vikings first. So Vikings, that roster, that defense, you know, the, the offensive players, that team is great. You just look at the roster, the one thing that that team is really missing from you saying, you know what? that could be a Super Bowl-bound team is the quarterback. Don't let Kirk Cousins fool you the last three games, and he's probably going to have a great game against the Redskins. And, you know, once you see his numbers after the Redskins game, you might start thinking, like, oh, wow, this guy might be having an MVP safe season. But we all know who Kirk Cousins is. Let's not be the type of people that get fooled by a few weeks, because we've seen this before. There's a reason the Vikings gave him a contract of $20 million a year. They believe they fell in love with the, all the little spurs that he has that he can win some games. But you don't pay a quarterback top money. You don't let him run your franchise, you know, when he can't win you the big games. Let's be honest. We all know what happens to Kirk Cousins when it comes to big games, you know, primetime games. He sits off against really good teams, you know. He beats up on the small teams, 
I mean, let's not ignore what was going on at the start of the season. You know, he had apologized to his offense because he was playing like trash. And, you know, right now he's had a little good run. Well, that's two cousins. You know at the end of the day what you're getting. You know, I don't think the Vikings are as good as the record says. Well, let me let me rephrase that. I think they are as good as their record says. But when you have a if you had a team with that record, you'd think maybe they are Super Bowl contenders. Maybe they could get there. But at the end of the day, you know what's going to happen if they make the the uh, the playoffs. You're like you know what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. He's not going to get it done. He's going to follow the pressure. So I think regular season talk, they're as good as the record says. But we, we, I don't see any Super Bowl aspirations for this team. You know, looking at their schedule, they uh, obviously they play the Redskins next. Honestly, partner, I got them losing only four games. Um, they play KC. Obviously, they don't have Pat Mahomes. Week 10, they play Dallas. I think that's an L. Week 11, they got the Broncos. Week 12 is a bye. 13, they got Seattle. 14, the Lions. I see them losing those two games back-to-back. 15, they got the Chargers. They should win that one. And then um, to close out the season, they got the Packers and the Bears. I think they will lose to the Packers again. And I think they can beat the Bears in Week 17. So I'd say they go 10-6, and six, it's looking like. But, yeah, no doubt. I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's going to give you flashes. That uh, I mean, th- that's just... That's just um, that's just a pattern we've been seeing from him. You know, he'll have his really hot flashes. You'll be like, "Oh my God, this guy's playing like an MVP," and then he'll shit the bed and he can't win in prime time. And those playoffs teams that he plays, he just ends up losing. But back to back to the Bills. Uh, they are five and one, looking real impressive. They have the Eagles next. Um, let me just highlight the games that I think they'll end up losing for the rest of the season. They got the Eagles. I think I see them losing to the Browns. They got Dallas. They got the Ravens. And they got the Patriots. So that's what? Five L's. So I'd say another 10 and six team. Well, what do you, what do you got to say about the Bills? You know what? I I really put the Bills and the Vikings in the same kind of class. I'm going to be honest. And I actually put the Vikings on top of the Bills. Because I know the Bills, you know, they, they have their their defense is playing really great. And I think I think the Bills and the Vikings defense is very similar. I think they're right around the same level. But when I talk about Vikings offense, Apart from their quarterback, you leave, you leave, you know, like I said, you leave um, Kirk Cousins out. That's a great offense, also, you know. But Bills, I hate to say this, just because he's from my hometown, but <laughs> you know, their quarterback. I don't think he can get it done in the big moments. You know, having a hard time really producing, uh, you know, points for this offense. This offense hasn't really got it going. I think his accuracy really needs to improve in order for him to get better. I think, I think that's his biggest, you know, how would I say, uh, problem right now is just his accuracy throwing the ball. Uh, so I really think that the Bills aren't as good as the record is showing right now because I could definitely see them losing a couple games on the stretch because really what's been keeping them in these games is their defense. If their defense has a couple off weeks, I don't. This is not an offense that can really carry them. So, you know, I don't I don't see them making the playoffs, honestly. I don't see the Bills making the playoffs. And if they by some chance make it, I would see a, like a first-round exit. I don't have much aspirations for this team. No, I'm definitely with you there. Um, I think Allen's numbers are just not impressive. He's doing enough to manage the game, but I just – I'm not impressed with the way he's throwing the football at all. And lastly, let's talk about the two undefeated teams left in the league. Your 7-0 Patriots and my 6-0 Niners. I got to be honest with you. Uh, wouldn't it be some shit if both our teams been in the Super Bowl? You know that right now, you know, obviously because they're both undefeated and how they're playing, uh, 
So they, Vegas odds has that as the, you know, the probability, the biggest probability of those two teams facing in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, I hate to do this to you, but I don't think the Niners are gonna make the playoff, the Super Bowl. And I know you're gonna tell me you're hating and and you're just saying your Patriots are, but. I'm going to be honest with you, the Niners' offense really raises a lot of questions to me because you've seen it. Uh, there's a lot of times where they just shut down, like in that Rams game. That defense really just kept the Rams down. But the offense just completely shut down. They couldn't get it going. And I've seen that a lot from the Niners that they're having these spurs where they can't get it going at all. I really want to see what Emmanuel Sanders does to them. If, uh, you know, what he does for that offense. I think it was a really great pickup for them because – I think them doing that pickup, you know, they're seeing that their offense isn't producing as great as the defense. They really want to get that offense going more. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC, and I think there's a lot of teams that are more well-balanced. You know, I think they're playing great. I definitely, you know, I obviously think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I at least think they're going to get out of the first round. But that offense just needs questions. It really does. And you know what? It's just I can't really say much more than that. It's just that offense still has has a has a lot of questions unanswered. You know, I agree with you. Uh, Jimmy G to me is not playing the best football that he should be playing, and I only say that because he's being held at such a high standard. The offense to me definitely is the part of this team that I'm worried about the most. Simply because both offensive starting right, ta- uh, both starting tackles for the the line are out right now. The fullback uh, use check is out. He opens a lot up when it comes to the run game. But no, yeah, no doubt. Adding Sanders to me that was a huge move by the Niners. It they acknowledge that hey, our offense needs a a threat at wideout. And I got to be honest with you, man, like. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but like when you got a good thing going, you either go all out or you fall on your face at the end of the season. I think the Niners are looking at the bigger picture right now and they're trying to go all the way, but you know what? It's going to be exciting nonetheless. Um, Real quick before we move on to the Patriots, uh, let's take a look at the schedule here and yeah, let's see some of the potential games they might lose. Uh, obviously, the Panthers, that's going to be a huge game. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little concerned about the Cardinals. And simply because the Cardinals have tended to upset the Niners in the past. And uh, the Niners play the Cardinals twice in a three-week span. They got uh, they got the Cardinals week 9, Seattle week 10, and then the Cardinals week 11. So, I would not be surprised if the Cardinals upset them. Uh, I, think they'll, I think they'll take on Seattle at home. I think that's a win. That Packers game, it's going to be a real rough game, as well as the Baltimore one and the Saints. So the Niners got some pretty big, huge games coming up. And then to close out the season. Yeah, like, yeah they do have, and you know, towards the end, they really have their hardest stretch. I don't think the Cardinals will be a problem for them. But like I said, I think the, the Panthers are going to be a problem this week. And then after the Cardinals, you know, you got the Seahawks. You got the Packers, you got the Ravens, you got the Saints, you had the Rams again, and like. And then Seattle, week 17. By then, and you got Seahawks again. Uh, I really see the Niners finishing at right about 11 and 5. Maybe, maybe a 12 and 4. I, you know, I see them finishing 11 and 5 or 12 and 4. So I definitely still have them making the playoffs. But one thing in our division, though, I'll, you know, we also got to look out for the Seahawks. So there's potentially, you know, a chance that both these teams really finish with a really good record. You know, maybe something like what happened with the with the Chargers and and Chiefs last year. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's take a look at your Patriots. Uh, obviously, they're smoking hot, seven and zero. They got Cleveland next. Um, right after they got the Baltimore Ravens. Honestly, you got all bullshit aside. I think that's a really good, tough challenge for the Patriots. Then week ten, you got the bye week. Week eleven, you got the Eagles. Uh, 
if the secondary was playing good, I would say that'd be a challenge too. But I just think Brady's going to torch that secondary of the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys going to New England. That's going to be a really good game. I'm excited to watch that one. Just because, you know, they're two of the biggest franchises in the league. They put butts in seats, and I think that'll be a good one. Then you got the Texans. To me, that's also going to be a challenge. And then if Mahomes is back, you got the Chiefs to worry about. But other than that, it's pretty smooth sailing. Last three games. Down the stretch. Uh, I think there's going to be four games that are really going to, you know, like, you know, like I said, you never know. They can lose against a crappy team, but the four teams that are most games that I'm seeing, you know, that are going to be tough games are going to be at Baltimore. You know, I think the Cowboys at home could potentially be trouble. It's going to be at, at the, you know, Texans and hosting the Chiefs at home. Those are really the, the four games. And then, uh, you know, I think one of the issues is also going to be is, that they're all so close together. So, obviously, that does tire out a team when you're in tough games, you know, week after week. So, I think that little stretch, you know, there is a potential to getting upset, you know, just because I think they are going to be tired from being in games that are close. Uh, I never expect a team to go 15-0. and 0. You know, I know they've done it, they've done it before. I, it's not an expectation, even as a fan, that you're like, we're going 15-0. and 0 you know, chasing perfection. So, you know, you always expect a team to lose, even as great as they are, one or two games. Uh, I don't know what one or two games that may be. But, hey, maybe they do go, they do chase perfection and they go 16-0. I don't know, but I do know that there's four games that I think are going to be good games. Yeah, you know what? Looking at the schedule, I think I got the Patriots going 13-3 and to finish the season and obviously get the number one seed. Nah, that's too much losses. Talking nonsense now. Thirteen and three. There's four teams that could potentially be in them. They're not gonna lose. Four teams. teams they're gonna go one and four again. Four teams that could potentially be. That's them. not see about that. I see them finishing no less than 14 and 2. 13 and 3. And making the Super Bowl. Nah, they'll lose first Save round. The Super Bowl party at my house. Oh, well, have fun. Or are you going to do your whole I'm boycotting again? <laughs> Stop both kind of Super Bowls, man. Whoa, why you got to put me on blast? You got to stop boycotting Super Bowls. You know I'm cutting that out, right? People can't know about that. Yes, they can. Sick and Leave tired of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Leave it on air. <laughs> well, that just about wraps it up for this week's episode. Rigo, any last words you want to give the listeners? Uh, you know, I want to say bye to the folks. Hope you guys enjoying this. Hope you enjoying the talk. Uh, you know, if we bash on your on your team, I'm sorry about it. We're just trying to we're just trying to be unbiased. <laughs> I know you guys probably think I have a bias with the Patriots, but let's be honest, they're great. Uh, and until next week, stay classy, folks. All right, everyone. Have a good night, and we'll catch you next week. Have a good one.